everybody and welcome in it's the poor man fancy football league podcast we're the fancy football show that gives you a peek inside the life and times of our dynasty league i'm your host mike and with me as always is my brother from another brother andrew and this week we got two special guests because we are starting our four-part series now that the season is over we're going to review back the season that was and we're going to pull back from our old episodes we did in the summer where we did divisional breakdowns so this week, we've got Corey, a.k.a. Bittner Steel, Donnie, a.k.a. Commissioner Extraordinaire, Donnie VS05, and they're here to break down both the AFC and NFC West divisions. So guys, how are you doing tonight? Doing pretty well. Good, good. I'm doing great. Donnie's doing great. You just had a birthday. Oh, yeah. Uh, last week. And uh, you had a good time? Special memories with the family? Yes, I did. I did. A lot of uh, gaming with my daughter. So. Yeah, actually, you mentioned that. You uh, you yeah. go back into Pokemon, didn't you? Yeah, yeah and uh, she likes Pokemon, so I decided to uh, get her Pokemon Shining Pearl, which is it's just a re- remake of the ones that were on the DS. So yeah. we're playing that right now, and we're having a ball. Sweet. Now, Dang, that makes me feel old because I was way before even Pokemon. Oh, yeah. Yep. <laughs> I was way too old when that came out to, to get into that. Uh, well, wow, what would be, be like old, the man. equivalent for you guys for Pokemon? Mike, were you, for, were you into Pokemon? I was not. It was around, but it wasn't something that I got I got into. Um, I'm into it now because my son is getting into it. So we've got a bunch of cards. We don't have any games yet. He doesn't know this, but he's getting a Nintendo Switch for his birthday in April. And I will be putting Pokemon games on it for him so that he can enjoy the the everlasting love that Pokemon has brought. Because I didn't get into it. I missed out on that. But I see people like Donnie and some other guys that I work with and some other friends that I have um, what I would call like for my nerd community, they have the fondest memories of playing those Pokemon games. And I was like, well, if it worked once, it might work twice. So I'll let my kids enjoy them. Yeah, that was uh, the first game I think I, I played personally was a uh, Pokemon Blue version. Wow. Pokemon Blue. Very, very near and dear to my heart. Yeah. Okay. Uh, again, I feel really, really old. Because yeah. <laughs> Mike, Mike, you know this about me. I uh, yeah. in high school, I used to work at a video arcade, so I was around the old oh, school video games like Pac Man and Burger Pac-Man, Time, Burger Time, Galaga, Galaga. Um, That's, yeah, a, uh, you know, uh, Alien Attack, all of those types of mm-hmm. games. So I'm, I didn't get into the console stuff because I am more of the, the 
the purest of you got a cabinet with a, with a game in it and that's all you play and you plug your quarter in you pay for play for half an hour none of this hey nowadays when you go and you plug your you, you swipe your little card at the at the the so-called arcades and you play for 30 seconds mm-hmm. and it's all timed out and stuff like that so yeah, you used to be able to play forever on a quarter if you were good. You got good at a game, you drop a quarter in, you could be there for a long time. Well, because the 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 games were created on such a simple platform, there was a pattern to every game. Once you figured True. out the pattern, you could play for for a long period of time. Yeah. Yeah. You ever think about uh, getting like a like a full arcade game cabinet in in the, your house like just buying one of those massive machines putting it somewhere i i you know what i have i have and you know what nowadays you can get a cabinet that's got like four or five hundred games on it mm-hmm. um but i you know what nowadays i think i'd be more into the pinball machines oh i think yeah. those are more fun mm-hmm. yeah. there is a local manufacturer uh just down the street from my my work my my workshop and uh, they manufacture custom cabinets, and they have three different designs. They have just like a, like a, almost like a keyboard console, and then you you string that to your TV. They have the desktop console, so you get a, a half cabinet, and you kind of set it on your like your countertop or your desktop, or you can get a full cabinet. And then they they let you pick your uh, your cabinet design, and then your cabinet like decal decor. So you can get different shapes of your cabinet, and then how they skin it. Like the type of imagery they put on it is pretty pretty impressive. Yeah, 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 yeah. that's awesome. Uh, and, and you know what? They're, they're really they're not that expensive. I think they're only about twelve hundred bucks to get all uh, these games and the stuff and the custom cabinets and stuff. It's not that bad. Uh, yeah, it's three grand for the full cabinet with the uh, full load. Oh wow! That, okay, that makes so that sense. Gives, yeah, yeah. It's it's four. It gives you four players. And it gives you like I don't know joy, two joysticks uh, that the golf rolly ball, and I think like eight or nine buttons, like like a lot of buttons for each each station. Wow. Um, plus, it gives you all of the game loadouts. Oh, it gives you it gives you guns for each station too. Oh wow! Oh, wow. Yeah, that's nice. like that's that's the that's the full loadout. Not that I've been shopping for one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you seem to know all the specifics though. Yeah, yeah, it's on my ultimate wish list. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. When, when you could develop your basement and, and create the ultimate man cave. Yeah. Right. Yep. When I finally get all this junk from behind me out of here, yes. I finally create the ultimate man cave. <laughs> yeah. I think my grandkids will enjoy it when it happens. Yeah. 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 <laughs> all right, gentlemen. Um, it's been a while. We haven't had you guys on the show for quite a bit. So, Donnie, uh, up first, I want to ask you a couple questions. Um, you're back into Pokemon. You're enjoying that. Yep. You've uh, you've had a an amazing season um, across the board because I know you're in an infinite number of leagues that I don't know how you manage them all. Yeah. But uh, what else is going on in your life? You know, I um, not much. Just still working, nice sweeping. So doing that. Um, not much has changed, man. I mean, other than just gaming more with my daughter playing like i said pokemon but we're also playing mario mario world 3d Bowser's fury or something like that i can't remember the exact name but uh yeah dude i'm just playing low man not really i'm not doing anything crazy we're, we're planning a disney disneyland trip here in a couple months and that's about it 
That is nice that you live close enough that you can plan a trip every couple of months. We live far enough away. We got to plan it every like five years or so. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Just two and a half hour drive, man. And I'm there. Yeah. That's, that's pretty sweet. Yeah. My, uh, my daughter was actually regaling herself of our trip we did over the summer. And she was like, wow, it must be so nice for all those people that live next to Disneyland that they can go there anytime. It's like, yeah, sweetie, like, it's true. It it must be nice, and they get to go there all the time. But you have things here, like we've got the amazing West Edmonton Mall, and uh, we what go there never because it's just like it's West Edmonton Mall. Like we've got yeah. we've been there enough times that it's just yeah. Well, I kind of feel that same way with with Disneyland. To be honest, I know it's probably changed a lot, but I used to live about thirty minutes away uh, when I grew up in California. So we used to go. Oh wow. Like, every other weekend or so and so it i'll admit it's kind of lost a little bit of the magic uh for me but it, it's also been a really long time since i've been so I, i'm sure it's crazy different now so were you one of those obnoxious teens that would go there like after school or on the evenings just to hang out with your friends oh yeah i mean it, it was super cheap back then too like i mean relatively it, it was like a 20 dollars ticket um when i was growing up so yeah we, we used to go and hang out there our, our high school uh junior and senior year trips were, were to disneyland so that was like a big party where it shut down at night and it was only a bunch of high school kids roaming around the park um, oh wow then, yeah that would be fun you just got to be careful of the feral cats because they also sorry say what now there. uh yeah disneyland has i think like 2500 feral cats that roam the grounds at night <laughs> Yeah, eating the wow. On, I, on I purpose? Kind of on I think it's kind of on purpose. I mean, yeah, they don't do anything yeah. about it. But yeah, I'm, I'm sure it keeps the uh, the rodent population down for sure. Disney fun facts. Mm -hmm. There you go. Mike. I did not know that. That's kind of neat. <laughs> yeah, it's wild. Uh, I'm not actually sure of like the current number. But yeah, at one point, I, I definitely heard it was in the uh, the thousands. Wow. Wow. Well, you know what? Every every destination place has stories like that. West Edmonton Mall had that, Mike, when uh, a couple of years after they opened the water park, um, they had to shut down most of the food court by the water park because of cockroaches that came in on the plants because they, they were exotic plants, right? They're not from Canada. Stuff came in, cockroaches were in on the plants and infested the food courts. Well, that's crazy. I didn't hear that story. Yeah. Yep. That's yeah. But I mean, every, uh, you know, like Disneyland, I, like I'm sure it, it it might be on purpose just because of the, to keep the rodents and stuff like that uh, away. So it, that actually I'm, might be a smart idea. <laughs> I'm actually seeing there, they do have signs posted that basically explain it and say they're natural pest control. Oh, there you go. Neat. Yeah. Okay. Well, good for them. Mm -hmm. It's a way to way to combat and keep your pest control costs down. Just like, eh, we'll just let a bunch of wildcats run through here. Apparently yeah. goes back to uh, when Disneyland opened. Wow. Which is kind cool. of crazy, considering. Walt Disney was way above his was way ahead of his time. He was. <laughs> Smart man. Um, and Corey, I wanted to ask you some questions regarding the RPG Fantasy Leagues. You recently uh, had a podcast release. Uh, talking about some of the changes you guys are going through and the additions that you've got coming up for the new year and season. Did you want to give us a little bit of a Coles note story on that? 
Sure. Yeah. Um, we basically expanded the the RPG universe by a, a pretty large magnitude. Um, we created some sequel leagues to the pre-existing RPG leagues. So there's just like doubles of those now with slightly tweaked rules in some of them. And then, yeah, we, we came out with some some new additions that have some, you know, fun custom uh, rule sets as well that I'm pretty excited for. Some of them are Dynasty Best Ball, which uh, people have been clamoring for. So I'm pretty excited to see those uh, come to fruition. That's a neat concept, Dynasty Best Ball. So set it and forget it, but trades are allowed, I'm assuming? Yep, trades trades are allowed. Um, acquisitions are allowed. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's pretty much just with that set it and forget it mechanic uh, implemented there, which, I mean, I, I totally get it. One, if you have a bunch of leagues, it's nice to not have to uh, worry too much about setting the lineups in those leagues. But also, you know, you don't have to worry about setting the wrong guy <laughs> up in the league because the best player is going to be put in your lineup. Oh, that's cool. Actually, I like that. I'm interested. Are, are you, you've expanded a couple more of those specifically this season? Yeah. So uh, we, we have some brand new fresh RPG leagues and the ones that are dynasty best ball are the uh, RPG demons league and the RPG sorcerers league. Uh, and then the sequel to goblins league is going to be a best ball as well. All right, cool. And uh, where can they find the details if, uh, if someone's listening and they want to jump in on some of these new leagues you got posted? The best place is definitely our Discord, um, which there's not like a, a fun, easy link to. Unfortunately, it's a generated link um, that I kind of drop everywhere. Uh, but you can also always message me, Bittner uh, Steel on Sleeper, and I'd be happy to provide you with links to uh, the leagues or links to the Discord, uh, whichever you prefer. All right, cool. I, I do have a, a league idea because you talked about Dad Bod God uh, creating that uh, that one league, which does sound pretty cool, by the way. Oh yeah, I should I should mention that actually. Uh, Dad Bod did did have a good idea uh, that he introduced to me last season that we tried to get going. It was a little too late into the uh, the off season to get it started, but it is called RPG Dwarves, and it's his take on uh, a dynasty league that implements his. Uh, he brought this to the table a couple years ago. It's a stack league where basically you go through like a, a smaller draft. I think it's like a 12 round total um, where when you draft a guy, you also get a player from the same team um, at the same time. So it goes a lot quicker, obviously. And you get those like fun QB wide receiver running back stacks. Uh, and yeah, we're going to implement that in the dynasty league, which is exciting. So the player that you get, the player that you get the from that that team, is it just computer generated? No, no, you get to uh, select it. So basically, oh, if, so you, so yeah, if I pick Mahomes, uh huh, yep, exactly. If I pick Mahomes, I could turn around and pick Kelsey, and that handcuffs somebody else from down the road picking Kelsey. Right. right. Yeah. Exactly. Wow. I like that. That's actually I, really neat. That could be really cutthroat. And something yeah. that we actually just decided upon is that that league is also going to be Dynasty Best Ball. Oh, okay. Oh, even better. Yeah, exactly. So, you okay. know, you have a uh, chance at that stack going going ham, but also, you know, if it doesn't pan out that week, you, it's Best Ball. So if yeah. you uh, have... Doesn't player, matter, yeah. yeah. Oh, I like that. Yeah. Oh, I like that. Okay. That should be well, a really so we'll fun find that on Discord. About. Okay. Uh, well, that is definitely one I'm interested in. Uh, but I have an idea I want to run by you. 
Okay. So on your podcast, you talked particularly about, hey, you want to do just $10 leagues, right? That's your that's your thing across the board. Everyone pays 10 bucks to get in. Keep it nice and simple because it's all about community and having fun. Um, it's not really about the big dollar prize. But when you're ready to start a big money league, can I offer a, a naming suggestion? Sure. Well, King League. Okay. Yeah. Right. So you following the RPG theme, the fantasy theme, you've got King League or Kings League, and that's your that's your big money league. I like it. Yeah, I've, I've thought of something similar in the past. Um, okay. And and yeah, I, I I do like that idea. The idea of a, a little bigger of a prize pool, but kind of the same uh, ethos of just community and having fun. But yeah, mm-hmm. having a little bit of spice to it with maybe a. 20 30 maybe a little more kind of buy-in yeah something like that that was something when i listened to that this morning i'm like oh yeah big money league i've never done one because i'm like you know I, I do it for the for the shits and giggles of it all and um yeah i would like to dip my toe into that big money league one day one day yeah sounds like fun man i i i mentioned on the uh on the RPG pod, the year that I win like four or five leagues, that's guaranteed to be the year I make the big money league. There you go. Nice. All right. Which I I, again, with the, year, with the I, big I money. Win, uh, I won three. So almost there. Oh, so you're close. Oh, that's not bad. Yeah. I, w- I would think though, again, with the big money league, uh, it's if you get the right people, then it could be really super fun. Or you get the guys that are just that are there all about the money, and that mm-hmm. could that could really ruin the the community part of the part of the the league. But it, yeah, that's probably one of the reasons why I never really wanted to to do it. Was I, I kind of feel the same way as you on that? But I I do feel pretty confident just with the uh, overall like general base of the RPG members. It's just yeah. I got really lucky. It's a lot of good people and they just generally like to play the game and have fun and don't really worry about the, uh, the grittier details. Like when we had that whole, you know, Bill's Bengals situation, I was yep. pretty blown away and just like very grateful with how like cool people were about like splitting the pots and like yeah. conceding when it was like, you know, the right thing to do. And yeah, I, I just, I think that, you know, with the community we have a big money league is, is workable. I think I don't, um, now that we're kind of talking it through, I would almost uh, make it a uh, invitational, mm. like the Kings yeah. League Invitational. So you'd have to win one of the other RPG leagues, and then you would get an invite to compete in next year's Big Money League. Uh, and that way, you know you've already vetted quality players that you enjoy playing fantasy football with because they've already existed in other leagues. I actually love that idea. I didn't, I never thought about like only inviting like previous RPG winners. That is, that is smart. I might, I might steal that. Yeah, by all means. Yeah. I think it's a great idea. Um, but here's the yeah. thing though. It, it, it doesn't necessarily have to be a winner. It could have been somebody that, that has been in your RPGs for, for, you know, even two or three seasons and they're, they're building their team up. They haven't had the chance to win yet, but it's somebody you guys enjoy playing with. Um, and you may want to invite them. Now, I mean, we uh, luckily by now we have four years of um, of history with with a bunch of leagues. So there are quite a few winners and runners up. But I also agree, like just inviting some of the uh, like the MVP guys might be cool as well. Yeah, cool. 
like your Peyton Manning of the year winners. Sure. Yeah, yeah. I definitely think there's a, and not to leave anyone out by the wayside or anything, but I can think of a short list of, you know, nine or 10 people just right off the top of my head that are, you know, guaranteed to uh, be competitive and, and cool. All right. Well, best of luck to you in that. You guys can definitely check out uh, the RPG Fantasy Football League podcast. It's also on Anchor and Spotify, so check it out. Yep. Yeah, now let's get into some... Want, uh, if you guys want an invite to that Kings League, let me know. Because it, it is... Oh, yeah, definitely. League, so. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Uh, I think I I think I'd like to get I'd uh, get it get in on that just to try it out, um, but I'm definitely gonna hit up Dadbod God and see if I can get in on his Dwarves League. Yeah, definitely. That is one league just because he uh, he started it. That's one league that I haven't posted up on the Discord yet, but I will uh, I will do so promptly here. All right. Well, let's get into some football news. It's not common that we get uh, four guests. We have four of us on the show at one time. Um, so I want to talk about some of the, the teams that are looking for new head coaches. We know that uh, Houston just fired um, head coach Levy Smith. Arizona fired their general manager. Well, not general manager, but head coach Cliff Kingsbury and their general manager stepped down due to health reasons. There are other teams that are out there looking for head coaches like the Broncos, the Colts, um, the Panthers are out there. Who do you maybe, guys from? Maybe the Rams. Maybe the Rams. Oh, yeah, I heard about that. Is, do you think Sean McVay is going to skip town and go coach somewhere else, or do you think he's going to take a um, broadcasting deal? A broadcasting deal, if you leave. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, that's that That was the rumor last year, right, that Amazon threw a bunch of money his way and said, hey, come up and, and announce for us. Yeah. So, it'd be an interesting uh, offseason. Okay. Which team do you guys think is going to be the premier team to become a head coach for? I got to like probably put the Cardinals out there. I think they're really hungry for a, a good, consistent head coach. They haven't had one. I think the stat was they've never had a coach last more than seven years in their more than 100 years of history. Um, so okay. I got to imagine they're hungry for a, a good head coach and look they they might be i heard some like rumors they might be dealing hopkins um which you know i don't think that really i did hear that uh with with kyler there and with hollywood brown there and you know still some good building blocks um i think that could be a good spot okay um ooh, that's Okay, I think I pulled up the wrong article. So you think the Arizona Cardinals. Um, Andrew. Who, I, who do you, you know think? what? I think had they not had so many injuries this year, I think the Rams would have been better. Um, so I honestly, I think if, if, if they do decide looking for a new coach, that would be a place I'd be interested in going to. Just because you have a lot of solid pieces still in place, um, and the person that comes to mind that I just heard uh, an interview with him that uh, he is interested in coming back to coaching, Sean Payton. Okay, he, I heard that, but you have to pay like a first spot for him. And yeah, yeah, you have to get permission. You have to get permission from the Saints 
to talk to him. And then there could be compensation paid back and forth. But he says he's ready to get back into coaching. And, you know, I, I, I always thought he was a good coach. So funny enough, Sean Payton, um, I have actually linked him to the Cardinals um, because he has gone on record multiple times at this point throughout his, uh, throughout his career that he really likes Kyler Murray. And I think Sean Payton is going to be looking for a team where he can take a, a still young quarterback and mold him to, to kind of his scheme. That would be an interesting combination to see Sean Payton go to Arizona. Yep. But do you think they'd pay a first round draft pick to get him as coach? No, I, I, I'll be honest. I still think the most likely thing is that Sean Payton is going to coach the saints. If he comes back because wow. of the compensation situation, I just don't know what teams are out there that have the, the first round draft pick to, to spend, which is what I heard on a coach looking for. Yeah. I, I just, I can't really see it happening. And, and to that point with the Rams, they don't, they don't have a first round draft to, to spend it for a couple of years, I think, until they get like a 2025 first rounder. And okay. is, is, is Peyton, is Sean Peyton just under one more year or is he under two more? Two. Two? Oh. So does that mean if he doesn't coach for the next two years, he becomes a free agent, so to speak, and go anywhere he wants? Is that is that how that works, or does he have to be active in an NFL role? I think that's the. No, I I do think that it's because that wouldn't make sense for like an Andrew Luck, right? If it's the same rules, because I think he's been released at this point. Hmm. I'm actually not sure though. Okay. I don't know. Like that to me, that would be that would be devastating. So, hey, look, I've got two years left on my contract. I retire. And then 10 years down the road, I want to come back. But they're like, no, 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 no. We still own your contract. You still owe us two years. Hmm. Like that would be, that would be really frustrating. Yeah. It almost feels like that can't be how it works, but. No, because then you're, then, then really you're holding the guy hostage for the rest of his life. Right. True. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I don't Um, know about the Broncos, right? I think the Broncos, if they had a proper coach, that defense is so good. They can just score a few more points. Yeah, yeah I think they, uh, Russell is broken, so no amount of coaching is going to fix that. <laughs> yeah, that's the only thing. Can they fix Russell? <laughs> they got him locked up for 10 good years. I don't know. They they, they, they were they looked good in their last two games, kind of, sort of. Uh. <laughs> Okay, so he wasn't he wasn't terrible his last couple of games, but the head coach is gone. They have no first round draft picks for the next three. Pretty bad, personally. Yeah, he he was he was better than the first fifteen games he played, (laughs) and that's the scale we're measuring him against. Yeah, um, I feel sorry for any coach that does go to to Denver, and I don't think they're going to do really well on the free agent market because. They're going to go there knowing, hey, look, we have to win with what we've got because we're not going to be able to draft anything for a while. Yeah. Unfortunately, they're like the worst, like no offense, Donnie, but they're like the worst Rams. Draft capital and their cap is wild. Yeah. True. They do have a really good defense. They do. Even well, after hopefully Bradley Chubb away, which is kind of wild because Bradley Chubb is is great, but uh, yeah, they, they still perform. I didn't get that. 
maybe they yeah. weren't being able to they won't they wouldn't have been able to pay them maybe i don't know he was up for contract yeah i think that's what the dolphins yeah, so promised get, bradley chubb yeah get what you can for him yep. before he walks away Oh. And, and you guys, you guys both said that they're under cap trouble too, right? Well, yeah, both I mean, the, the, rust, the rust thing <laughs> did a big. Uh, that's that's some big damage. Yeah. Sure. So I was gonna say, you know, like there are some guys that are still relatively young that that might be looking for new places, like Cream Hunt and um, uh, Edwards Hilaire might be looking for a new home. So Tony, I mean, Pollard. Tony Pollard, yep. Um, there's going to be some guys that might be available that, but if they're under cap problem as it is, guys, those guys are going to want to get paid too. So, yeah, I feel like Cream Hunt will be affordable. I think I would think Cream Hunt would be affordable because I don't think, uh, due to his age, he's probably not going to command a a large salary, and he might do it for like a one year prove it deal. So. Kareem Hunt to the Broncos might make a lot of sense because they're going to be almost a full year without Javante Williams. Yes. Well, there, well, there's going to be some pretty significant running back free agents coming up here. So, I mean, beyond, you know, Kareem Hunt and Clyde, who I think Clyde is still under a year or two of his rookie contract, but they, they might look to move him. But uh, Saquon Barkley is, is up for contract. You know, Josh Jacobs is up for contract. Um, these are wow. these are some big names that could be pretty easily on the move. With like, those are two teams that I I'm really not sure if they're going to pay up for a 25, 26 year old running back. You know, um, especially with the they're on the verge of a rebuild. But the, but these these running backs may take a a little bit of a lower one year deal to prove it. Hey I you yeah. know what I was kind of like like Hunt. I was in the mm-hmm. shadow. But I want to prove that I still have the number one running back gassed in the tank. Pay me, pay me my three or four million dollars this year, and when I win the running, when I win the rushing title, because I'm your number one back, then you're going to pay me. Yeah, could be. I mean, Hunt. Uh, I think this season, you know, kind of kind of stunk for Hunt, but I think it all, all in all means you know less wear and tear, um, which is great yep. coming into. I think he's a going to be a 28 year old next season which is getting up there but you know the last couple of seasons he's been used pretty sparingly so yes you almost hope for like a like a jarek mckinnon kind of resurgence um for him i, I think yep. it's entirely possible especially you know it, it depends on the the landing spot but definitely possible well denver still has a first round pick to the uh 49ers i believe from the dolphins oh okay well that, there we... that chub trade Mm, yeah, mm-hmm. they're so going to spend that on Sean Payton. <laughs> Dang, yeah, that that might happen. That that'd be such a blunder. Yeah. That might happen. It makes sense though. It it lines up, right? Yeah. Okay. Unless they don't have like a, I don't know, like a like a fifth, like a like a one hundred five. Like it really sucks that they don't have like a five overall pick. Like that would be really great for them right now. Yeah, it would. All right. Um, what about some other football news? Uh, we heard that Tua is still in concussion protocol and won't play this weekend. Um, yeah. Lamar Jackson's probably not going to play at all this weekend. Yeah. Um, and, I, I, and I think I think that sinks both of them. Yeah. I think. Yeah. Definitely. But Tua is scary in Dynasty now, man. 
Yep. All the concussions. Yeah, Tua might not play again. Like straight I'm up. I'm trying to fire sell him, but I don't want to. I want to wait a little bit because I know I'm going to be not getting. Yeah, I think really? what you, you, you honestly he, think he won't play again. I, I think his... what you go for is that he plays one more good game and then you sell him like right yeah, at the top of the season because yeah, yeah that, that's too many concussions, man. For his own health, for his own health, he's got to start looking. His agent's got to start telling him, look past football at something else, broadcasting, whatever. We're multiple uh, weeks removed now from his like the last concussion he sustained, and he's still not cleared for any football activities. Like, yeah, it, it's it's not it's not good. And if I were him, I wouldn't I wouldn't play again. You know, and you start to, you almost start to wonder about Lamar Jackson too. That his was only supposed to be a day to day injury, and then a week to week injury, and now it's what four or five weeks later, yeah. and. And and he's not even on the practice field, so you're you gotta wonder, is he done for the year period? And maybe he's done in Baltimore. Uh, I, yeah, I think I think I sniff some contract, uh, <laughs> some contract disapproval of him not getting his deal. For me personally, yeah. that's why he hasn't come back from his injury. I think it's possible. I think it might be why he's like taking his time with it. I, I totally believe that he's injured but i i think that by now if he wanted to come back he could have probably so you you, you think the team is doing them dirty so they don't have to give him a contract extension well, i think the team already did him dirty by yeah. not giving he's, him his contract extension he's returning the favor and he's looking to get out of town yeah wow that would be interesting to see him go somewhere go to, the to jet, a, bro. it if it makes no sense to me why the Ravens, if they wanted to keep him, why they wouldn't pay him this year because he's only going to be much, much more expensive next season. Yeah. 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 No, I agree. I think the writing's pretty on the wall there. I guess that's, that is pretty true. For me, uh, get him down to, uh, get him down to Tampa, man. Let, let Tampa Bay uh, retire again for real and, Get Lamar Jackson down to Tampa with Mike Evans and Chris Godwin. Uh, he's he's not retiring. I think he's going. I think he's well, going he's to Oakland. Enough. I think he's going to he, Oakland or the Las Vegas. He should retire. He stinks. <laughs> I think he hit that wall, and I'd love to see yeah. him retire and not not sully his his legacy by trying to play longer than than is feasible. I can't believe that team made the playoffs, man. And it's really only because the rest of that division is just yeah, it's, it's just garbage. garbage. Yeah, but here, okay, Absolutely. so going going back to Vegas, here are the two quarterbacks that are gonna, that one of the two is going to take over for Carr. It's either going to be Brady, or Aaron Rodgers is going to go there to, oh. to line to line back up with Adams. I'm nothing oh. without you, Devontae Adams. Don't that make me play the Lions crazy. again. I don't think Aaron Rodgers' ego would allow for that. Following uh, Devontae Adams to the to the Raiders, I don't know. I I I still think that there's a pretty decent chance the Raiders draft a QB and just go full reset. Wow, that's gutsy though. That they gotta yeah. they gotta they gotta start putting a product on the field because they can't go too long in Vegas with having a crappy product on the field. They they made their splash play right like that. That Adams trade was, I think, their like 
last breath at trying to squeeze some some playoff appearance and and maybe a run you know and that obviously not only did it not pan out but it kind of looks embarrassing in hindsight yeah uh, and so without you know that Derek Carr to Adams connection like I guess you can bring in a rookie QB and have him work to get chemistry with Adams but I yeah, I almost find it more likely that they just they just clear house that's yeah that's why I say that's why I say Rogers. If you want to get the fan base back in there, yeah. you get Rogers in there, and hey, you just you paint the picture. These guys lit it up in Green Bay. These guys will light it up, and look who they're going against. Now mm-hmm. it's in that division. You got Mahomes. You got uh, the guy from the Chargers. Um, um, the guy from the Chargers. Oh, Chargers. <laughs> Herbert. 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 Yes, Herbert. Thank, thank you. And you got Wilson. And 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 then you got uh, Aaron Rodgers. That division would be so stacked with the quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. So I think that would be a very interesting move. I think this magic comes back. <laughs> Dude, I love him on Thursday night football. You that would that would be awesome. That would be pretty sick, though. Okay, we'll you know the the ultimate the ultimate dark timeline is that uh, the Packers trade Jordan Love to the Raiders. Oh, would that oh, be a slap? Wow. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> That would be a huge slap in the face. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, that was actually pretty interesting. There is going to be a wild free agency where these players actually end up end up signing. It's going to reshape what we we see right now as the fantasy football landscape. Uh, not to mention how some of these teams are going to look after that. Um, any concerns about your guys' rosters in any particular leagues? No, I mean this this league I'm in poor man. I am going with the two year rebuild. So, yep. My my plan is off to a good start. I got the 101 and one ten, I believe. So yeah, I just gotta hit. I gotta hit on these draft picks, man. And uh, I'll have my co-pilot helping me out here this year. Got those draft bags. All right. Well, you know what? That's actually going to lead me into the next part of our conversations, uh, which is a little bit about the league talk. So, Donnie, we'll recap this uh, for the fans at home. Uh, you ended the season with a 2-13 and 13 record. One of those wins was against me in a week that really could not have afforded to have lost. <laughs> but you, you did it, man. You, you, you did it. You knocked me out of the playoffs, essentially, with that. <laughs> you had uh you won the poor man of the week award eight times yeah so in a in a 15 week season you had eight which isn't bad considering like you had some rough goes but there was a lot of other guys that that were competing with you for that title yeah. you do have next year's 101 what are some of your own personal highlights from the season that was 2022 well Getting Javante Williams was a highlight for me, man. Uh, it was a big trade, but you know what? I'm I'm happy with it. I think he'll be when he's ready to go. I'll say in two years, him and Brees Hall together in a couple of years, it's going to be pretty nasty with uh, B. John Robinson. 
um, had three good running backs too, and Rashad White. I think he's a little blossom. So just just watching my my young guys too, like Pat Fryermuth. I'm a big fan of his. I just uh, I'm hoping DJ Moore kind of goes somewhere good and maybe I can hit on another wide receiver or uh, with my one ten or maybe Chase Claypool. But yeah, so my my highlight was uh, watching my my team lose a bunch, so I get a good pick and <laughs> and rebuild this team and into a a mold of a championship team, you know, trying to catch up to to three speed over there. That's my goal. Oh, Mike, you're you dropped off in sound there, Mike. Oh, sorry. I muted myself. I had to cough. Didn't unmute myself. So, so Donnie, would you mind telling us how many titles did you bring home this season? Oh, uh, it was a bad season. I think three, maybe four. It was weird, though. I think I only won officially 1-1, one, one, but all the rest were splits, and it was 50-50 on, on who would win in most of them. So it was, it was a, kind of a wild year, man. I think I, I would have got four, but I – I officially just got one. Okay. That's that's still pretty good though. Yeah, no, I'm I'm happy with it. But there is a couple I have a couple teams too where I got knocked out of the playoffs and I built these teams for this year. And it was brutal getting knocked out. Like Devontae Adams let me down. A few other guys let me down and and then like the championship week my whole team goes off and I'm in the toilet bowl, you know, like not even in just watching my team score the highest amount of points. It's brutal. It's just brutal. I know that pain. I know it well. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yes. I, I, I know what, I know what in poor man having had more points than the champion and the, 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 the The runner up the third, well, the, I guess the fourth place guy, um, (laughs) <laughs> and, and and if I if the playoff if the if the rankings had been a little a little bit different going into the into the playoffs, I might have gone a little bit further. But yeah. mm-hmm. coulda woulda shoulda, man. It just yeah. it just needs oh, exactly. need one thing to go your way. Like that one week, Donnie beat me. It just yes. I did not had to have that. I yes, that. exactly. All right. I had a lead That's with good. Uh, Jalen Hurts, Derek Henry, and Pollard, and they all missed. Yeah. Oh. Whatever it was. Uh, Brutal. Yeah. Well, that, it reminds me of uh, of my experience in No Fun, uh, losing Jalen Hurts right at the playoff deadline, the uh, the loss of Derrick Henry. It's like okay, so this is it, it's crumbling around me right at the end, but luckily I snuck my way into it and ended up splitting the pot with Juan. AKA yeah. one, two tree. So that was now I won on a technicality. So it's not a real win, but it's, it's all I've got at this point. Well, and that's, you know, yeah. And that's kind of like what Donnie and I did the year COVID came out. Um, you know what we said, okay, we're going to split, but we're going for the bragging rights. Whoever wins that week gets the bragging rights for, for the year. Mm-hmm. But why not forget uh yes yes you won. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay. yeah yeah you didn't forget 
<laughs> you never forget those wins. No, no. But you know no. what? It was but that's that's where the right thing to happen, right? Like Donnie reached yeah. out to me and said, Hey, you mm-hmm. know what? It would suck to win because guys had to get sit sat because of COVID. And you know, same thing with this year. It sucked to win because you had some Bengals and some um, Bills playing Bills. that didn't, you know. Uh, I would almost go back to the asshole in a league that said, no, I'm not splitting. Because yeah, the league – because if, he, if the guy won by like one or two points and he had a Bengal on the team, I would turn around and go back. The league has wiped out that game. Those points don't count. So now you're going to lose. Because they said the league said no stats in that game count. So that's right. That's not how I would love to have my season end. I would no, not yeah. want to go that route. I'm not that competitive that I'd want to see it go that way. Um, and really, no. it is about the the shits and giggles of it all. It's not really about yes. winning the pot. Um, it's like, hey, look, I made it here. I won. That feels great. Um, money is just kind of like a way to keep going and maybe maybe add a few extra leagues the following year. Oh, don't get me wrong. If it was like a $10,000 league, that might be different. Oh, yeah, that's. I'm not sure I could ever afford to play in a league that awards yeah. that. <laughs> no. <laughs> it, it was wild how many key fantasy players were in that game. Oh, 100%. Yeah. There's a lot of assets on those teams. Yeah, a lot, a lot of assets that, that carry. It was easily one of, the, like, one of my most anticipated games of the year. Yeah. Yes. I was so looking forward to that game. It's tragic how it turned out. But you, yeah. you just well, uh, they turn tragedy in into into something to rally behind. And and yes. for those that don't follow news anywhere, he was released from the Cincinnati Hospital to Buffalo, yeah. and he was released from Buffalo Hospital uh, to at home. So he is now home, which is great news. He's on the road to recovery. Um, the the team even awarded him his full salary guaranteed. Did you guys hear that part? Yeah, yeah that's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah, it was super cool of them to do that. Yeah. Well, that, uh, from a publicity standpoint, I don't think they had a choice. Yeah. Yeah, they just the, sure. the, 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 the country would have rallied around it. If the team had come up and said, no, you're not making your whole salary, or no, you're not making a bonus because you didn't play so many snaps. We had to put um, you in reserve so you get half. Yeah. I think the, the, the country would have said, go fund me. Here's another $50 million into it because – your team was a bunch of jerks, but you know what? They stepped up. They stepped they up did. and they did the right thing. But they weren't pressured to do so. They no, just did it. No, 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 no. They they did they did the right thing just for the sake of doing the right thing. Now, are they going to do a neutral build kind of thing? With um, I read something about that that the game got canceled. But the Bills could have got the first seed, right? If they won. Yes. So. Um, I think they could play the neutral field. I don't know. I haven't been following the news that closely, I guess. I, I saw an article about it. But I didn't think about that. Unclear. But wouldn't that wouldn't have that, that have been the second time the Bills and Bengals were in that whole coin toss debacle? Because last year in the playoffs, they had a problem with the coin toss and everything, too? No, it wasn't they had a problem. It's that whoever won the coin toss yeah. essentially had first shot at, at winning and ending the game. And that's what yeah. killed him. That's yes. what happened. Oh, that was the Gabe Davis. Yep. Game, dude. It sure was. Yeah. That was a great game. Holy moly. Yep. 
Well, we're going to see those those teams competing like that for a few years yet. Yes. I don't know, man. Sky, Skyler Thompson or whatever his name is. What? Did you say Skylar Thompson? What's his, what's his name? The Miami backup. Oh yeah, that that you oh, got that's Skylar Thompson. Okay, yeah, that's you right. I'm like, it, why why would you? <laughs> oh yeah, I better go pick him up in in all of our superflex leagues. Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay, geez. well, let's move on to the divisional breakdown. We're going to do the AFC West with you, Corey. We're going to do this first. Uh, that's the Chiefs, Raiders, Chargers, and Broncos. We might have made some extremely bold predictions here yeah. and kind of surprised at how things turned out. But it's, it's fun to look back and say, hey, before the season started, this is what we thought of these teams, and here's how they actually turned out. Now, Corey, you and I were both big on the Chargers. Mm-mm. We thought the Chargers were going to win this division. We thought they had a super solid team. Justin Herbert was going to take another leap forward. Unfortunately, that didn't happen. They still had a good record, but they didn't achieve the target that we had set out for them. We also had higher hopes for the Raiders, who got off to an extremely rocky start. And uh, they turned it around towards the end, but it was a little too late. And, of course, we all thought the, the Chiefs were going to be good. We weren't expecting them to be this good, especially without a big-name wide receiver. And then we all thought the Broncos were going to be trash. We just didn't know how bad it was. Even you, who was the, the, the most bullish on how crappy they were going to be, did not predict uh, their exact record. So you guys ready to break down how things transition for them? Oh, yeah, for sure. Okay. So this is how the Chiefs ended this year. They ended with 14 and 3. Woohoo! Congratulations to the Chiefs fan. <laughs> uh, you were the most bullish, Andrew. Yes. You you said they were gonna go 13 and 4, so relatively close. Yeah. yeah. I was the next closest at 11 and 6. Corey, do you remember what you chose? Oh yeah, I uh, had them at 10 and 7. 10 and 7. Now, do you remember why you felt that way that you thought they'd only go 10 and 7 this year? Oh, yeah. Uh, three big reasons. Uh, one, it was the Tyreek Hill uh, uh, trade, not having him on the team anymore. I thought that was going to be a huge detriment. Uh, turned out to not be so much of a detriment. Um, two, I thought Clyde Edwards Hilaire was bad, which I was correct on. Um, he is bad. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, and but they filled was, in. Yes. Uh, well, that was another prediction I had uh, as well with Isaiah Pacheco being good. And uh, turns out he is good. Yeah. Um, but uh, was their defense, which I didn't think was very good. And wow, wasn't very good, but was good enough. Yeah. They showed up when they needed to. Yes. So you went 10 and seven and they ended up 14 and three, which was in, which to me, that's an impressive in modern uh, era football. I think a 14 and three record is absolutely impressive to achieve because it's not a lopsided. There's not a lot of lopsided teams in strength of power, especially in this division where we assumed it would be a bit more cutthroat getting 14 and three out of this was impressive. Yes. I think that one of the losses was against the Colts. Well, I think that's right. Here's one of the things though. Here's one of the things Um, you got to look at how, the Raiders faltered 
and the Broncos faltered. That was probably two extra wins that we weren't expecting them to have. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, I would well, go as let's... far as saying the, the Chargers as well with, I mean, the Chargers just have, I don't know, man. I think they might be actually witch cursed because yeah. every single year they look good and then they face terrible, terrible injuries. And yes. like Mike Williams got hurt. And Keenan Allen was hurt all season. And Derwin James, their defensive star. Yeah. Joey Bosa, their defensive star, all hurt. Uh, JC Jackson, I believe, hurt. Like, just all these, like, crazy good players. They just, every single year. I don't know if the, the trainer over there is doing something to the water. or I, I, I don't know what's going on. But they just, they, they get the water from San Francisco piped down to them. <laughs> it must be. Yeah. Can't catch a break with these yeah. injuries. And I, I think I even mentioned on, on that podcast that it seems every year that team goes through a stretch where they just seem to to lose it and shoot themselves in the foot. Yeah. Um, and, it, it you know, it, it did happen again this year for them. Um, at times they looked brilliant. And at other times they, because of the injuries, they kind of fell apart and didn't go anywhere. And, you know, I'll also say, like, Herbert didn't, like, I think. A no, lot it's of like he, re- he kind he of regressed. Yes, that's exactly what I was going to say. Is exactly. he, he seemed to take a step backwards this year. And maybe it was because of all the injuries. I was going to, yeah, exactly. I was going to say, like, the, the wide receivers he practiced with all, you know, preseason and during training camp got hurt for most of the year, like, when Mike Williams wasn't hurt, Keenan Allen was hurt. When Keenan Allen came back, Mike Williams got hurt. So like and that's, that's awesome. too. Yeah. 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 Oh, so Donnie, Will, didn't isn't Williams out for the playoffs too? Uh, he's do not practice all week this week, so it's looking bad. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. But he, he had no business playing in that game. Dude. True. True. I have Jacksonville winning that game. Wow. Actually, I, I would I would side with you on that. I would pick Jacksonville in that matchup. That's I a bold. Money. I, think I think they're hot and they're rolling and they're feeling yeah. it. Yeah. I have some money. Uh, Doug Peterson, is, it's what he does. He wins playoff games. Mm-hmm. Wow. Okay. That's that's some bold predictions for, for this weekend. Wow. Okay. I, I, was, um, I, I thought it was going to be a closer game, but I, I, was picking, I was picking the Chargers. But, you I, know, you I guys are right. But yeah, I think I think Jacksonville could run away with it. They're healthy, they're motivated. Yeah. They've got to be flying high that they made the playoffs year two of the Trevor Lawrence era. Yes, this uh, is Doug where Peter Trevor Lawrence is going to too. Trevor Lawrence right. seeds under pressure, and with Travis Etienne, like that familiarity, we're starting to really see it now. Uh, yeah, I was. Evan Ingram too. Yeah, I was. I was watching. Uh, I was watching a, a thing on ESPN. Uh, earlier today, and one of the announcers was like, "Lawrence wins everywhere he goes. High school, college, you know. Now he's he's starting to turn it around in the in the NFL. And wow, that would be crazy if they had a little run there in the playoffs. It's going to be fun. I think that'll be that'll be a fun game for them to watch because I think they will have fun on the field. They will feel the energy, and I think they make it to the next round." Jacksonville, one of the uh, one of the teams that has never had a Super Bowl appearance. Uh, I don't I don't bank on it this year, but 
Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I, I just, I just mean that I think they're hungry for it. I think they're, yes. they're very, very yeah. motivated for it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So now we've got the Raiders next on our list. Uh, they finished la- uh, 2021 with 10 and seven. We projected, uh, Andrew, you were the lowest. You thought they would repeat at 10 and seven. I thought they'd go 11 and six. Corey, you thought they would go 12 and five. How did they actually end the season? Corey, I'm going to throw it to you. Uh, well, they had a pretty dismal six and 11 regular season. Yeah. 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 I, I hit after the Devonte Adams trade and the way Derek Carr had played the year prior, I honestly thought this team was on its way to do something, something right. To be competitive, yeah. to be wild card competitive. Why would you suspect um, they would have a worse record after acquiring Derek Carr's record-breaking college wide receiver, best wide receiver in the game, Devonte Adams, as well as Chandler Jones, best edge rushers in the game? Like, how could they have a worse season? But sure enough, they did, and, and like in, in dismal fashion. It wasn't like they they fought hard and lost. They went out and lost handedly several times. Yeah, it was just like, what's going on with you guys? And I think that was where I think what it was was their their defense didn't produce like they did the year before. Their defense coming into the year, I thought their defense was great. That defensive line is a monster to handle, Um, and they didn't show up for half well more than half the year. Well, hey, in my opinion, at least it's not it's not the players. It's not like Chandler Jones and Max Crosby suddenly are, are bad at. No, they're not. They're not. Line. I think Josh McDaniels is a piss poor coach. Yep. Yes. Yes. He, he comes be, from that whole Bill Belichick. He's, he's, he's a great coordinator or assistant coach. He is but one I don't of the think best he's... offensive coordinators. Like he but is he just... like a top tier offensive coordinator, but that is why I think the defense was so lacking was that he, yes, He's one of those guys that I think he just has to have it his way and he has too much input on defensive schemes that he has no right being a part of. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Let's move to the Chargers, which we, all three of us thought the Chargers would have had great seasons. I thought they'd go 12 and five and win the division. Uh, Andrew, you thought they'd come in second with 12 and five, which is still an impressive record. And uh, Corey, you were really bullish at 14 and three, but they only came in at what? Andrew, give us what the final season was. The 10 and seven. I mean, still respectable. They were second place. They're in the playoffs. Uh, We just trash talked them. Just trash talked them, not getting out of the playoffs first round and losing to Jacksonville, which, if you had said this last year, everyone would have laughed in your face. But yes, the, the, uh, the stats don't lie here. We we've seen the games. We've seen how these teams have played. Austin Eckler to me is about the only shining point on that Chargers roster right now. Yes. Because he's the only one that seems to consistently get the job done. So unless they hand the ball off 40 times to him this weekend, you know, I, I still think it's going to be a close game and I think the Chargers pull it out, but um, I, you know, they're, they're not the team that, they should have been. Yeah. I, I mean, I, we discussed it earlier and the injury bug uh, certainly didn't help. The coaching also wasn't very good. Um, but yeah, I mean, if they had all those pieces, I would have expected a, a better season from them. Um, how much better? Uh, I mean, 
better than 10 and seven, I, I would hope. But um, yeah, I, I, it's hard to say. I, I do really think that Keenan Allen, Mike Williams, I mean, they're crazy talented players. And if they stayed healthy the whole year, I, I think that that is a difference maker. Um, yeah. Not to mention the other side of the ball with, I mean, Joey Bosa is, is a huge guy to, to not have. I think the whole reason why it was sort of inflated to me to like 14 and three levels was all of that in addition to uh, Khalil Mack and Joey Bosa on either side of the line, like just mowing people down, but they didn't have that strong side because Joey Bosa yeah. was out. So seeing a consistent trend with the injury issues the Chargers have faced, is that going to temper your expectations going into 2023? Well, I mean, past the injuries, I think for me, it's more of like the guys that I was excited about for this year for a run, another year tacked on to, uh, to their age with all the injuries that they've kind of accumulated thus far, including this year. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I think my expectations will be tempered because Austin Eckler with his, uh, his size and, and his physicality, I mean, 28 years old coming up. Uh, I mean, that's where I'm wary. Uh, Keenan Allen, same thing, perpetual hamstring injuries and not getting any younger. Like that's, that is definitely scary. Um, I think they had a year for, for Khalil Mack to kind of have a resurgence, but I'm not so sure that's going to be a thing, especially as he gets older and older. Yeah. It is going to be tough because I think their window closed dramatically this year. Mm-hmm. I had high hopes for them. I really did. I thought I would have put them in the uh, Super Bowl pick, right? That would have been my pick that they were going to represent the, the AFC. That was who I would have selected at the beginning of the season because I wow. really believe with the talent that they had on the roster on paper, it looked that good. But I've been burned several years in a row by the injuries that have plagued this team. And I know going into next year, I am going to scale back what I think this team is going to be capable of doing. I think they're gritty and they're going to fight, but I think it's not going to come easy for them. They're not, the talent is, doesn't mean enough. It's the health and now the age. You know, it might be a like a SoFi stadium curse. What do you think about that, Donnie? Because uh, the Rams also had some pretty tremendous injuries this year playing the same stadium i wouldn't put it past it man i need to go over there and just burn some stage around that stadium yeah (laughs) i'm telling you there's like a like an ancient blood curse on those grounds oh man sacrifice some chickens or something a super bowl was won in there and now it is forever cursed because they used voodoo magic to win it the first time That was the last uh, finger on the monkey paw. You'll win one Super Bowl. That's it. Wow. But it's forever cursed. <laughs> All right. Okay, well, um, Corey, I'm going to let you do the majority of the bashing on this one because this just made your home team even better. The Broncos had an absolute crap season. They finished 7-8 and eight in 2021. We didn't think it could get any worse, but it did, even with what is potentially a Hall of Fame quarterback in Russell Wilson. They went 5-12. and 12. The running joke throughout the season was, can Russell Wilson score as many touchdowns as he has bathrooms in his home? And the answer is yes. I think he scored exactly the same amount of touchdowns as he has bathrooms in his house. Wow. 
<laughs> yeah, you might want to fact check me on that, but that that is that is a running joke. So, Andrew, you were the only one that were really bullish and thought these guys would have a great season. And what did you project for them? I, I projected them at at six and eleven, but I didn't think they'd even make the playoffs. No, eleven and six. Or sorry, eleven and six. Um, but I didn't pick them to even make the playoffs. I just thought because this division was was a whole lot better. Um, there'd be more wins outside of the division that, right. that well, the, but they just, they just jumped on the bus and went home and said, I'm packing my season in week two, I think. Yeah. I thought they'd go nine and eight because I knew their defense was solid and the, and the defense showed up this year. Unfortunately, Russell Wilson just crapped out. Now, obviously we have a Seahawks insider here with Mr. Bittner. You thought they'd go a six and 11 even after knowing that russell wilson showed up so please share with us your enlightened knowledge of the broncos well i mean to me uh the the score uh, the uh, record i predicted pretty much solely hinged on i i did not think that russ was going to be able to translate uh the pete carroll uh sort of minded offense uh, over to the Broncos with uh, Nathaniel Hackett as his coach. I kind of saw the writing on the wall a bit, I guess, with just how difficult it would be for him to play at the same level as on the Hawks with so much rapport and so much uh, help with like everything that is now very clear that Pete Carroll did to make him uh, uh, basically put him in the best position to win. And uh yeah, I mean, I, I a little bit, I mean, I'll be totally honest, a little bit was that Hawks bias of I just don't want them to be good and I want that good draft pick, so I'm going to predict them to have a bad record. But, you know, the other part to me was I don't think that Jerry Judy is, like, a crazy good talent. Um, and I think their defense got, like, a little bit worse, to be honest, with some, some free agent leavings. Um, and so I saw that preseason uh, but yeah, mostly it was like Russ and the coaching was writing on the wall for me of, Hey, this is probably not going to work out the way they want it to. Well, that's fair. That's, that's totally fair. Uh, do, right. do, 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 do you, do you see any changes? Like, no. do you think next year, do you think next year that, that, that they're even got a shot at it? Look, I mean, they, it's anything's possible, right? They could bring in a, a new head coach that writes the ship and maybe Russ isn't a uh, corpse six feet in the ground, but uh, it doesn't look good, man. Russ, uh, he's all the things that I saw from him that I didn't like, uh, like the mistakes he would make and the way he would play that would translate into errors that I saw on the Seahawks. He just, I think he lost that like Pete Carroll, protection and that shroud and he was just exposed to to who he is he's a 510 quarterback that used to be mobile and is now 33 34 years old and is not mobile and his magic man disappearing act is gone from his arsenal and he has to rely on a on throwing a rainbow deep ball when he can't even see above the uh the offensive and defensive lines uh because he's so short so i mean i don't know i i I'm not hopeful. I, I think they're in a really tough spot, especially with having next to zero draft capital in the next coming years. 
Oh, fair enough. Fair enough. It's going to be an uphill battle for them going forward, for sure. Well, and and they're they're they've screwed themselves just with that contract that he's under, because it's such a big contract that they can't even go after some free agents. I they I read that they can they can actually cut him and save a significant amount of money. Not to say that they would do that because that would be pretty insane, but they it's they could. They might a lot of savings. Um, And to me, I think if he wasn't like kind of showing his colors, like through the course of the season, I think that first game uh, versus the Seahawks in our stadium, I think that might've done like some serious damage to his psyche. Cause I've never looked Lumen or CenturyLink as it used to be called um, notoriously one of the loudest stadiums in the NFL, uh, the 12th man yeah. comes out really strong. I have never heard that stadium louder with the booze that were raining down on Russ that night. Wow. I, I could agree with that. There's a lot of mental uh, toughness that needs to go in to be a high performer, to be an elite of anything, whatever your industry, whatever your activity is. Um, I, I attribute it back to the peak of, Tiger Woods. Tiger Woods was the greatest golfer that ever played the game until he got caught cheating on his wife and she beat him up with a with a a golf club and the the Land Rover. After that, he was a broken man, not just physically but mentally. So when he physically got back onto the course, he could not recapture his former glory. He was not solid. He he had there was too many holes in his armor and all his enemies could see through it. And his weaknesses appeared. The moment you break your mental toughness and you can't recapture that, it's one of the things that makes Tom Brady so good, or did, is that because he was so mentally tough, he was never eliminated from the equation. doesn't matter how bad he was losing because he could mentally just see the path to and belief. And everybody around him just bought into it because they knew this as long as he believed and he just kept at it, right? Like that's... His physical attributes did not equate him to be a Hall of Fame call, uh, quarterback, in my opinion. No. Yeah. But I mean, his... with, with everything that's been coming out to uh, post Russ trade, with like how things were in Seattle, um, it just it shouts to me fragile ego. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. That is probably the best way to describe Russell Wilson: fragile ego. And this Arm this season this season was a, a maybe this season was a wake up call to him, um, but I think uh, it's on the flip side, that that it's a wake up call that he sucks. Yeah, but, and that he, he might need to like bring himself back to ground zero. He might need to re rethink his outlook on life. And if he humbles himself, maybe he will be able to rebuild. But the challenging part is some of these guys, because of their ego, can't. Well, that and their age. You know, yeah. he can't he can't go back to his his rookie or his his sophomore year and be able to produce like he did before. That's just not going to no. happen. Like you need people, to continually reinvent yourself. Yes, a lot of people I, really think that Russ is like a scrambling quarterback or like a mobile quarterback. And like watching him in Seattle, that he was never like a rushing quarterback. Like he's not a Lamar Jackson. He's not a Kyler Murray. No. He just—he's a scrambling. Get out of like oh, I don't want to get sacked. Yeah, he could use his legs to escape the pocket, and 
there's no way that doesn't wear down at at 34 years old versus when he was doing it at 28. Yeah. Okay. Well, we're going to move this along because we uh, we are enjoying our time together. But we you do sure have one more division we got to get to. Sucks if you want me to keep going. Pardon? I can keep going on how much rust sucks if you want me. No, to. no, 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 <laughs> no. Um, here's what we're going to do. We are going to review the uh, the best fantasy lineups. If you guys recall, we picked up what we thought was going to be the best quarterback, running back, wide receiver, tight end, and flex play. Now, here's what I picked. I picked Justin Herbert, Austin Eckler, Devontae Adams, Travis Kelsey, Mike Williams. That is a killer lineup. That is yeah. like that is absolutely amazing. Andrew, you picked Patrick Mahomes, Austin Eckler, Devontae Adams, Travis Kelsey, and Javante Williams. Unfortunately, that Javante Williams injury really sucked. Yeah. Yeah. Corey, you picked Justin Herbert, Austin Eckler, Devontae Adams, Travis Kelsey, and Cortland Sutton. That was the camp that you picked over Jerry Judy. Yep. Now, this is this is the truth. Patrick Mahomes was the best quarterback. Yep. Austin Eckler was the best running back. Devontae Adams was the best receiver. Travis Kelsey was the best tight end. But it was Josh Jacobs by a landslide. Yes. Was the was the best flex play. He's the he was the number three in our scoring for a man and poor man. He was the number three running back on the year. Yeah. Number one so, rusher in the NFL. Yeah, it's um it's incredible. He had a great season, especially going into a contract year, knowing that they did not, they did not bring him back, uh, or they didn't renew his contract. So, wow. or extend his fifth-year option. That's what it was. Well, and the, and the other thing is, his team wasn't the greatest team. That's what makes it well, even better. Yeah, lots of uh, losing uh, from behind game scripts, and he still showed yes. out. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Now we're going to move over to the NFC West. Now this was uh, Donnie was on for this one, but unfortunately he had to duck out. I'm not sure if he's, he's trying to jump back in. He got disconnected. So I'm going to lay down the foundation. And as soon as he's able to rejoin, we will, uh, we will get him to, to, to weigh in. Now he did the NFC West, which is his division. His favorite team is in this one. So that is your beloved... Oh, just uh, your Arizona Cardinals, your Los Angeles Rams, your San Francisco 49ers, and your beloved Seahawks, Mr. Bittner. Seahawks. <laughs> so <laughs> the, uh, the previous rankings from 2021 were the Rams at 12 and 5, the Cardinals at 11 and 6, the 49ers at 10 and 7, and the Seahawks at 7 and 10. So let's let's break down real quick how the Rams finished this year. From Super Bowl to not the worst team in their division. So close. but pretty darn close. Yeah, pretty darn close. At 5 and 12. Now, I was the bullet I I would not say the bullish, but pretty close to. I had them going 12 and 5 and tying the 49ers at 12 and 5, but I put a little star next to their name because I thought I forget now, but I'm going to say that I thought they were going to repeat as league winners or as division winners. So even though they, they were going to tie the 49ers, the the Rams were going to be 
the guys. Unfortunately, yeah. not the case. They finished at five and twelve, uh, which kind of sucks. And I honestly think Matt Stafford's not going to play football again. I think he's going to uh, tie it up and uh, go into retirement. I think he's had too many injuries, yeah. uh, in particular with uh, with his back, and he is he's going to call it. Yeah, especially with Andrew emergency. Yeah, right. Like, save your body, buddy. Like, if you if you're hurt, you, I know you're a competitor, and I know you're tough, but don't just read the writing on the wall. Listen to what your body is telling you, and and go live go live a life with your family. Yeah, don't don't you, tarnish the the legacy. No. You had no, a Super Bowl. You had a great career. You played with some great people. Chalk it up. You you guys got to be careful because you're you're getting me a little too excited about the prospect of a, a Rams team led by Baker Mayfield for multiple years. <laughs> oh, oh no, no. I'm, I'm all for it. I am all for Baker Mayfield leading the Sean McVay Rams when Sean McVay drops out as head coach partway through the season and says I'm done and picks up the the headset from an announcing booth uh, partway. Like that is that is my that is my honest view, and I'm sorry that Donnie's not here to hear this. <laughs> or maybe it's best yeah, that he's yeah, not because it might, 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 it might absolutely break him. Um, yeah, but I, I think the, the Rams are going back to like the, the Fisher days of just mediocrity. If, if Stafford is gone, if it's not like they have any sort of capital to try to go after a like a rebuild quarterback or or get someone even a like a free agent signing is tough for them with how much cap space is tied up. Yeah, they're 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 stuck for about two years. Mm-hmm. And they don't have a lot left that they can sell off. No. I think they nope. just let, let Sean McVay go, uh, keep Baker Mayfield, bring back Jeff Fisher, and let's go for it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, then they go back to those crappy uh, what, gold jerseys. Oh, oh sounds good to me. Yeah, yeah just absolutely. Why, why, why so your Seahawks can climb up a, a spot in the, in the standings? Oh, oh no! I didn't even realize that. No, but, but you're right, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. Okay. I, well, you know, I and we we uh, all three of us thought that the Rams we were were going to be the cream of the crop in that division again. Oh, yeah. Um, and you know that that team just they got hit with some injuries and then they just imploded. And I think they saw the writing on the wall at least halfway through the season and said, you know what? We're not even going to bother trying. They had some self-inflicted wounds though, too, with whatever was going on with Cam Akers. Like it's, it's yes. obvious now that he, he's guys, he's fine. He's, he's like a pretty good running back. He uh, played really well the last couple of games in the season. Uh, I don't know what the drama was, but whatever was going on there, I mean, maybe if they had a solid running game, uh, Matthew Stafford wouldn't have taken so many hits and, you know, gotten injured. You're right. You're right. Um, maybe he rubbed the coach the wrong way and or management the wrong way. And they said, Kate, you're going to sit longer than you absolutely needed to. But it's it's too bad. Um, I th again, we all had higher hopes. Um too bad Donnie's not here to weigh in. Um, but, uh, you, you know, know what, guys? Quick update. Uh, Donnie will not be able to join us. He actually has to head up yeah. to work, um, and he wasn't able to, to log back in. So oh, uh, we are going to have to carry on without him. So the role of Donnie will be played by Corey Bittner. 
folks. <laughs> Everyone, round of applause. His co his co manager. <laughs> his co manager. Uh, whose house? Uh, Ram Ram's house. Yeah, horns, <laughs> horns up, everybody. Horns up, guys. Uh, Disneyland. <laughs> He's throwing up. He's throwing up after every word he's saying right now. But <laughs> uh, I mean, oh, I mean, better, better off, honestly, that he's not around because I'm about to drop the hammer. I mean, Cooper Cup, right? Thirty-year-old star wide receiver who broke his ankle in multiple places. I mean, yeah, he might not be back. Either. He's he no he he he'll be well if he comes back. He'll be uh, back, but he won't be the same. No, no, no. And like that's it. That's it, guys. I mean, are we excited about a Rams team with Baker Mayfield throwing to Tutu Atwell and Van Jefferson? Yeah. No, no, no. no. They got Allen Robinson. Do we? Yeah, okay. <laughs> Do we though? <laughs> yeah. He's there. No, oh, he's there. He's, he's there, there. Yes, technically. Spirit. Yeah. Unfortunately, yeah. I um, I do not do not have high hopes for the Rams. I think Andrew hit it right on the head when he said it's going to take them two years. They're going to have to suck for two years, and year three have the actual capacity to to start their rebuild. Yeah, good good for the Lions, right? Who have uh, at least this year's first round for them. Yeah, that's this is it. We had last year's and this year's, and that's this is all okay. we get. So I'm I'm congratulating my, myself here that they have the ability to draft as well as they can uh, yeah. from the 106. So yeah, yep, yeah. Couldn't have couldn't have asked for a better result. Yeah. Yes. Except for this team, the Cardinals. I had I thought they were going to be way better than they were. I liked Kyler Murray. I liked where things were going. Did not know how how terrible things were going to implode for them. Um, even with uh, Kyler Murray's injury, they went 11 and six last in 2021. Uh, they went four and three this year. We were all pretty average. Like I went 10 and seven, Andrew, you went 10 and seven and, yeah. and Donnie went 11 and six. They didn't really show that they had the capacity to even get there. No, no. I think it was because Kyler Murray didn't run as much. Mm -hmm. um, Con James Connors, uh, Connor wasn't as he he was uh, had flashes he was good, of good but not great. Yeah, he had flashes of of, of being really good, but he wasn't consistent enough. Mm -hmm. And and their passing game, like I, you know, yes, Mike, I traded you for for Kyler Murray um, toward the end of the season, trying to make my run. Um, yep. But I just I I don't trust his arm to be uh, a long term solution for that team if he can't if he can't keep running the ball he's not going to be anything any good to them i don't think uh, and that might be harsh but i think that his whole mo he's like michael vick once his leg's gone there's nothing really left there for he wasn't a terrible thrower though last year he was really good he still has that I don't know. baseball player arm that i think can can translate um but mm -hmm. i i do agree with you andrew in terms of like his build and his stature while like with the legs like on and on like wearing down after yep. year that's that will end up being a problem because it'll end up being kind of a similar thing to, to russell wilson when you have these like smaller dudes that like can't really throw over the line 
as yep. well and they can't escape the pocket to throw down the sideline like uh, that, that that's gonna be an issue yeah well and he's, he's not like a patrick mahomes and a a josh allen who oh, no. when they have to when they have to run the ball they run the ball but those guys are also like six six but they're, they're but, just but they're, yeah they're six six but and they're better decision makers though yeah, that's just it. They're better decision makers. You look at Kyler Murray. Again, he could have handed the ball off to, to, to James Conner to get that touchdown, but okay. Kyler Murray wanted that touchdown for himself. So he's getting his butt kicked and crumpled on by 300-pound linemen uh, instead of letting the guy that's bigger and stronger take the beating instead of him. You, you want long-term, protect yourself. But bad decision-making... Yep. And, and, you know, kind of like what Russell, again, going back to Russell Wilson, bad decision-making, you're throwing too many picks, you're, you're throwing it short to the guys, you're throwing it long to the guys. You may have the, the strongest arm in the world, but if the accuracy's not there, if you're overthrowing the guy five yards, you're not getting the first downs, right? Well, I, I still think, like, I mean, I agree with you to a certain extent, but I, I'm a little more of a believer in Kyler Murray's arm, but I think that the offensive woe specifically oh well i mean breaking down the cardinals as a whole i think it comes down to like four main points one deandre hopkins out for six games right that to me is six losses just automatically like that team was not going to win without deandre hopkins because they essentially built around him when they decided to make that trade for him um as their main offensive weapon so he's out right uh, you bring in Marquise Hollywood Brown to kind of fill in, but also hopefully just be like the the wing uh, player for when Hopkins is back. Well, Hollywood Brown is a, a speedster, like technical guy. I mean, you're, you're not going to build rapport really quickly from Kyler to, to Hollywood uh, in, in less than a season's time. Like that's just not going to yeah. happen. So that was basically a dud as well. Then you have James Conner as the running game, and James Conner is what he always has been. He's a grinder. He he takes time to, like, power up. You have to feed him the ball, like, 18, 20 times for him to start to get a groove, and they just they didn't really want to do that. And that could be play calling, and that could also be audibles from Kyler. Uh, who knows? But fourthly and lastly, man, it's that, it's that defense. It's... It, has been and is still just putrid. It's just one of the worst in the league. And until they draft some some superstars there, like J.J. Watt's retiring, they're going to have to replace him. Until they get that corrected, it, it, they're just always going to be like not – they're not going to get to their like full potential. Yeah, great points. Those are great yes. points. Yes. Um, Let's talk about uh, the 49ers. Ugh. Now, we thought the 49ers were going to be good. We didn't know they were going to be this good without a quarterback. Yeah. 13 uh, and four. They started with Trey Lance, who goes down to a season ending, uh, ending injury. They flip over to Jimmy Garoppolo after a tumultuous relationship. And, and he produced. And he produced and then gets injured. And then they go to what? Brock Purdy, who is also producing yes yeah you know he's uh he's pretty good he's pretty, maybe, does that maybe just the, show that it was the system that it was really the system making these quarterbacks good that they just needed a body or or did they get lucky and just have quarterbacks that were just competent enough to run the system 
or maybe it's the water that hurts the rest of the players <laughs> and makes the quarterbacks. <laughs> it's Kyle's secret stuff. Yeah. Kyle yeah. Shanahan's got sweet go-go juice. Yeah, yeah. he only gets the QBs. No, I, I don't think no. that I don't think Brock Purdy was like I don't think that he was a mistake or like a fluke pick, even being the last pick in the draft. I, I just I, I think I trust or fear Kyle Shanahan a little more than that. Um to have made a selection there where like he saw something that like he's like, okay, this guy could be a potential backup. Like that's that's why he took him. Otherwise you I don't know how often you go quarterback as the very last pick in the draft, but it, it you know he had other guys that he could choose from, but he he picked Brock Purdy, and I think that he's smart enough to assume that he saw something there, and if that something was that he thought, yeah, this guy is enough to be able to like give it to Debo Samuel on jet uh, jet sweeps and and lob it to to George Kittle for some yak gain, but you know then they went out and they acquired Christian McCaffrey, so. Uh, yeah burn the whole house down i guess yeah i think that was the the biggest uh key win that they had this year was getting mccaffrey i think that was the last piece of the puzzle that they needed um and quite honestly like i i would not want to play them in the playoffs right now they're gonna be thanks andrew appreciate that They're going to be the scary team to 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 play, um, you know. And, and and it's you know, I say it with them and um, Tampa Bay are the two teams I would not want to see. And, and I'm and I say Tampa Bay because I go back to what Mike was saying earlier. You never know what Tom Brady is going to show up. Tom Brady could show up and say, screw this. I'm taking the whole team on my back and we're going to do what we did to Atlanta. We'll let you score 28 points on us and then we'll turn around and we'll beat you in the fourth quarter. Just out of sure will. So those are the two teams in this conference that in this year's playoffs, I would not want to be seeing. Yeah, I mean, I, I have Tampa Bay beating the Cowboys in the first round. Yes. No way. Yes, yeah. especially the way the Cowboys played this last weekend. Okay, yeah, they sucked. They they played a terrible game. I have a very interesting statistic that's uh, um, that you should maybe look into. Um, it's their real grass versus artificial turf record, um, and yeah, they on real grass um, they lose a lot. And they're not uh, used to playing on real grass. They just can't make it work. Yeah, I mean, I think it's something about the speed that they play. They can't, like, their whole, the whole danger to the Cowboys game with Tony Pollard and, and CeeDee Lamb and Michael Gallup is is speed. Um, and on artificial turf, they're just, they're able to get that going a lot easier um, than on real grass. It, it, I mean, could, could be a fluky stat, totally, but I, I think it's like they won two or three games. Um this year on on grass oh that is an interesting stat okay and this and this week yeah this weekend coming up against the uh the bucks they're they're going on artificial yeah so i again i could see i could totally see that that happening um i know this that they're not in that division that we're we're supposed to be talking about and stuff but um 
again, I agree with you. I th- I think uh, I think the Bucks win that game. Okay, let's uh, let's talk about the Seahawks then. Your your home team here, Corey. Uh, they went seven and ten. Uh, I didn't have high hopes for them. They went four and th- I would predict them going four and thirteen. Way off. Uh, Andrew, you thought five and twelve, and you well, I guess Donnie in this case uh, thought they'd go five and twelve, but they finished nine and eight and snaked their way into the playoffs. How are you feeling? Um, very appreciative to the uh, Detroit Lions. Um, got a shout out there. <laughs> we got you, man. We got you. <laughs> that Packers uh, defeat was was very uh, tasty and and delicious, and I loved that. Um, but yeah, man. I mean, I I couldn't be happier as a Hawks fan. I was I was I, I'm not gonna lie. I was right there with you guys. I didn't think we were going to. Uh, I didn't think we were going to the playoffs. I didn't think we were gonna have a winning record. Um, I thought we were going to have some competitive games, especially within the division. We usually like, no matter how bad we are, we win a couple of those divisional games, but yeah, nine and eight, um, with the Broncos, uh, one Oh five pick next year. And tech, like technical as you want it to be, we are in the playoffs, um, with a chance. I mean, as slim as it is a chance, uh, yeah, I, I couldn't be happier. I couldn't be happier with uh, Geno Smith breaking the uh, passing yard record for the uh, Seahawks franchise this year. Um, how well he did, like just coming into a, a revenge year to uh, does, show. Does he win got. comeback player of the year? I think he could. Um, oh, he's yeah. he's got to be in the running. He's got to be yeah. on the list. Yeah, why not? Um, yeah, I could totally see. He it. was a former first round draft pick, was he not? Um. Uh, I think second round. Okay. Um, I have to look that up. But uh, regardless, like, I yeah, with what we have, I mean, uh, oh yeah, second round, early second round, 39th pick. Um, but yeah, with what we have around him, with uh, with DK and and the revelation that is Kenneth Walker, uh, coming out to be a rookie sensation running back. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Um, sh- yeah, man. I mean, I'm I'm really excited for the future, especially with our, our draft capital coming up in these next couple of uh, seasons. Thanks, Broncos. Um, but we had Tariq Woolen come out of the woodwork as a fantastic rookie cornerback who I, you know, I think could be in talks with like Aiden Hutchinson probably as defensive rookie of the year. Maybe Sauce Gardner in there as well. But Tariq Woolen, I mean, he was the highest graded cornerback in the league this year as a fifth round rookie cornerback. So that's super exciting. That's incredible draft value. Yeah. Incredible. Yeah. Just incredible. I couldn't be happier with that. So yeah, I mean, just really good hits on, on the draft last year turned into um, unprecedented results that, yeah. I'm, a winning I'm- record. You're in the playoffs and I think the future is bright. You have a lot of capital um, going in, in, into this rebuild. Um, I wouldn't even call it a rebuild. What I, 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 I the way I the way I look at it, you got you got some some good draft picks. Um, you're just going to improve the team, and when you look at this division, realistically, there's no reason I can't I I can't I can't see the 49ers repeating this magic. I don't think it's magic. I think the 49ers are legit. I don't the know. The 49ers are going to go through a tough, like, 
we'll see what they end up doing next year, right? Because Trey Lance is supposedly coming back. He's supposedly going to be the guy to take the reins. I I haven't seen – I'm a Trey Lance believer still in terms of like a dynasty quarterback, especially a super flex. I think that, you know, he can still be very, very good, but I haven't seen it at an NFL level yet. He's, he's barely played. Um, and part of his appeal was his rushing ability, which, you know, he could have a, a super – uh, good healing uh, rate and and his shattered ankle in multiple places can you know get back to 100% maybe but I think that his rushing ability might take a, a hit which was a lot of his appeal yep so, but I still um, think they're going to be in okay hands with Brock Purdy at the helm until Trey Lance can come yes. back yes, and then let them compete if that's the case I, um, I think they're going to be okay but I, I don't see them as a 13 and 14 next year. I I see them more as a 10 or 11 game winner. And I think the Seahawks, if they can get a few more pieces in place and realize their, 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 um, their identity, you've got a good running back who's going to set up your passing game. If Kenneth Walker can do what he did this year and, and improve even more for next year, and they get a couple more pieces in place, whether it's an offensive lineman, um, whether it's a, a, a some some help in the secondary to, to help out that other guy. Um, I think we need help the most. I think, you know, they, they, they should be the team to win the division next year. I think they're the big, the team with the best, the highest ceiling. Because yes. I think they have, they're going to rise the most because they're in a great position. I don't know what their cap situation is like, but with the draft capital that they have, the, they still have a relatively young core of talent that we all, we can all recognize. Yes. Um, they got good things on the go. Yeah, our, I don't, our cap is I'm in, not, a, in a very good spot. Yeah, so like you're, you're going to attract some free agents. You're going to attract some, you're going to have some good draft picks. So. Yeah, like I, I don't see how the Seahawks and the 49ers aren't competing for the division next year. I'm writing off the Cardinals and Rams as competitive next year. Uh, I'd have to be pleasantly surprised to see if either one of those teams decides to compete, um, given their current situations. But, you know, give it a few months. Let's see what happens when free agency hits. Let's see what happens in the draft. But, True. yeah, I, I think the Seahawks are are on the rise. Yes. I'm right there with you. We, we you have... Know. Rookie offensive linemen that are already looking great, and they're only going to get better too. So, very excited to see what happens in the future with them. Well, let's see what our best fantasy lineup was from this division. Now, I chose Kyler Murray because I was a big believer. I chose James Conner because, again, I was a big believer. Cooper Cup because how do you not choose Cooper Cup? Andrew. <laughs> and then George Kittle. Nice and then Debo, Debo Samuel. Okay, so I, I liked the lineup. I, it still yes. looks good on paper. Um, however, uh, Andrew, you chose Kyler Murray, James Conner. You had DK Metcalf, which was a good pick because there, there actually was some good receivers in this mix. Right. George yes. Kittle, which is really the only selection at, at tight end, or yeah, at tight end in this division. And then you chose Debo Samuel as your flex. Donnie, he chose Matt Stafford, which I love, but I didn't think he was going to repeat as, as good as he did. James Conner, Cooper Cup, George Kittle, and then Debo Samuel as his flex. Now, to everybody's surprise, who is the first number one quarterback who actually made it into the top 10 this year? 
Again, it's that's why I say comeback player of the year. Gino Smith. Baby. And and I'm not, I'm not gonna lie to you guys, it was by a lot. Uh he he surpassed Kyler Murray, uh Stafford, and um although well, there the, was the, the, the 49 yeah, yeah, like there wasn't a, and, it, and it really came down to none of the other guys played enough games to even score. Yeah. Yep. Geno Smith just toughed it out. Like, not only did he get off to a super hot start, um, he survived the season. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, when it came to running backs, yeah, Kenneth, Wa- Kenneth Walker took that title, and he didn't. He didn't take it by like leaps and bounds. It was, but it was a healthy number. He was like four or five spots ahead of the the next best running back in this division. Um, and then this blew me away even more so than Geno Smith. The best wide receiver from this division, Brandon Ayuk. Mm-hmm. That still blows me away. I don't even know how. I had to go and double check. Um, ran my numbers twice. That, yeah, Brandon Ayuk, more than DK Metcalf, more than Cooper Cup, which went out down to injury, more than Tyler Lockett. Yep. And Debo was like nowhere to be found. So yeah. congratulations, anybody who had Brandon Ayuk and played him throughout the year. Um, George Kittle, and thankfully because he had a massive resurgence towards the latter half of the year with Brock Purdy. Um, and then this one I found to be rather interesting, the flex play. It was a tie between DK Metcalf and James Conner. They both finished the season with 174 points each. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. So Debo Samuel, nowhere on the list. He essentially fell off off the radar and did not return value for a guy who was drafted what first two rounds easy and yeah but oh, they didn't use them the same way as they did the year before oh. and that was the whole problem he's also and hurt, I, which is what he does i i almost wonder though if he went back to the coaching staff and said you are not gonna kill me like you did at the end of last year and i'm not my body's not gonna take that hit and and shorten my career I'm here for and the long term. Okay, no problem. We'll do better. Well, we won't use you. We'll use other guys and do even better. We'll go from ten and seven to thirteen and four, and we'll go get Christian McCaffrey. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if Debo's complaining too much with uh, sixty million dollars guaranteed. Yeah. No, no. <laughs> get your money. Be happy. But, but here's um, the thing, and and this is the and I said this earlier in the year, um, and this is what worries me about him. Does he turn around and pull an Elliot? I got my money, and now I'm gonna just sit back coast. and coast and do the bare minimum and become an average Joe. Maybe I don't know if it's as much that as it is part of his at least his fantasy appeal was the the jet sweeps and the rushing, right? Yes, like they they were giving him like six or seven carries um, in a, in a lot of games, and then who comes to town? Christian McCaffrey, uh, yes, who's going to be the leading rusher on that team from here on out easily. Um, and behind that, they they have a stable of like okay running backs that they, they yes. can fill in for McCaffrey when they when he needs to take yep. a beat. So I yeah, I mean I think that it's to me I don't know how often I don't think it happens as often where NFL guys like get their money in coast. I I think it definitely happens. But I think for the 49ers and Debo specifically, it's more of a, there are so many weapons now that they, I think he doesn't want to be used that way and they don't have to use them that way anymore. Yeah. 
No, they've got other talent they can utilize. Eli Mitchell, uh, Jordan Mason, Brandon Ayuk, George Kittles. Uh, they don't have to rely on anybody, any particular game. They can easily shift it. If somebody goes down for injury, they're still – this is going to be a team with multiple dimensions that they can work. Oh, man, Donnie's gone. I would have said Trey Sermon. Oh, gross. <laughs> I think he's just a roster clog at this point. I just remembered uh, Donnie and uh, Eric from the RPG podcast. They were so in love with Trey Sermon. Really? <laughs> turned, out, turned out to be nothing. Oh, yeah. They were taking him like early second round in that rookie draft. Okay. I'm not going to lie to you. I, I took Trey Sermon at the 110 in our okay, yeah. Line. yeah. So you, you feel yeah. that pain? I do feel that pain because one, um, I knew my team was um, was in need of a running back, so I reached. I actually had the one hundred and nine and the one hundred and ten. I took Michael Carter and Trey Sermon. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, I I, I totally get it. Forty nine ers running back. Um, I I've always just had an aversion because they seem to get injured a lot, and nope. there's actually some like interesting statistics behind that with uh their specific running scheme um with with how they use their running backs it just like when you when you really look at it and i'm gonna misquote like the data and stuff but the way they use running backs leads them to get more injured just with how the scheme works well it doesn't uh, code well for cmc and, and yeah, that's I mean, and that's what that's why I say I don't know that they will do what they did this year, next year. Um, because if he goes down, that's a huge chunk of their offense. Yes, they have yeah. a lot of other guys, but you know, I it's still San Francisco. They still something in the water there. You know, they can't seem to string together a whole bunch of years of of since Bill Walsh left a whole bunch of years of, of winning. So, yeah. Well, you'd hope with Trey Lance, if he does come back and is back to what he was projected to be as like a premier rushing quarterback, that that will further like alleviate some of the, the workload from, from Christian Caffrey and hopefully keep him. Well, I, you know, I say hopefully, but I'm a boo bad Niners Seahawks fan. <laughs> um, but for fantasy purposes, I do hope that Chris McCaffrey, you know, can stay effective and efficient and also healthy because I have him on a number of teams. But, th- but that's the thing that, that with these rushing quarterbacks, I, I get their mindset of it. And Mike, you and I have talked about it uh, at length on and off the podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, you have a running back like McCaffrey making his hundreds of millions of dollars a year or whatever they're paying him to, to do, but yet you're going to keep the ball and you're going to run it instead of give it and, and get your butt kicked again by a 300 pound lineman, as opposed to give it to McCaffrey who who's going to take the beating, right? Like, to me, uh, Josh Allen is like that. Um, Lamar Jackson's like that. Kyler Murray's like that. That you know, uh, take away the the fantasy part of it. You know, to me, those types of running those running quarterbacks, 
long-term are more of a detriment to your team than an asset to your team because that, that, um, that run pass option more often than not, they pull the ball away from the, the, the running back thinking, Oh, I'm going to chuck it. And then they turn around and they take off and run with the ball and they don't get the first down and it ends up hurting the team in the long run. I just, you know what, just run the play the way it was supposed to be, the, the way it was drawn up, and let it go. You're not there to to score all the touchdowns. Be the high. You're 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 not, you know, you're you're the quarterback. You're not the running back. You should not be winning your team's rushing title. Interesting perspective. I would be more along the lines of I want an intelligent quarterback with physical assets as opposed to a quarterback with physical assets and athletic ability. Yes. If you can make good decisions and use your physical ability, your athletic talents uh, to help uh, help us win, then do that. Um, and some of these guys, they don't have all of those attributes, so they use what they've got to the best of what they can do. Yes, yes. You know, you look at um, uh, a Roethlisberger was a good example of that. When he had to run, he ran. When he had to chuck it, he chucked it. When he had to hand it off, he handed it off. He played smart to uh, instead of playing selfish almost. Because some of these guys, I think they do. They, they, they think I can do it better than everybody else, and they play selfish. You almost have to, though, to a certain degree. Um, like, it's almost part of that, like, A mentality, that elite athlete mentality is like, it's me. I'm the guy. I'm the, you give it to me and I'm going to get it done. And right or wrong, that, that seems to be ingrained from an early age that if you want to be successful in pro, you know, pro sports, you need to kind of have that mentality. I don't necessarily um, subscribe to that belief. I think you can be a humble individual and just recognize, like, make good decisions. Like, what is best for this team? Do I need to remove myself from this equation to be to, to give my team the best chance to win? Yeah, I think I do. And I'm, I'm, you know what, I'm capable of doing that. Am I injured enough to sit this one out? Or do I push it a little bit further and risk my future and hurt the team even more? Like, like it comes down to those kind of like character decisions. Uh, what's actually going to be best for the team? And and sure, you you can heap praise on individuals that try and tough it out and work through some of the pains. Take the Mike Williams for example. Like, it should not have played last week. Should not have played. Right? Was that his decision? Was that a coach's decision? Like, what 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 happened there? It should have been like, you know what, man, we're going to work without you this one. Go, go set this one out because next week we're really going to need you and going forward, we're going to need you. So I, I, it could come down to a coaching decision, a player's decision, um, but I would rather have a talented individual uh, that has greater in t- uh, smarts and decision-making um, with his secondary attributes being his physical abilities or his athletic ability. Yes. I, and, and I fully recognize, you know, I when I played – I had that mentality of I want to be on the field every single play. Yeah. I the was ball. the, I, you know, uh, you know, at, at playing defense is a little bit different. You know, you know, they use the adage of 
put the ball in the superstar's hand at the at, at, at when it's most critical in the game. You know, I was I had the same mentality when the when the game was on the line. I wanted to destroy whoever had the ball. Um, but you're right, Mike. You know, now stepping back, you know, twenty years past playing, or thirty years past playing, you know, I I, I did. You know, I do think the other way around, where that mentality might not always be the best for the team. It comes, it comes with maturity and you're taking yeah. these kids essentially right out of like university. Yeah. Um, and a lot of them haven't had a chance to grow up yet. True. So, well, you know what folks, we have uh, beaten this one to death tonight. It was a lot of fun, especially uh, having the guests on that we did. So thank you very much, Corey, for being on the show with us tonight. Uh, Donnie, when you do get a chance to listen to this episode, man, uh, love you. Thank you for being here. Uh, sorry you couldn't stick around for the entire thing, but we will get you on again at a later date. Yeah, thank you for having and me, guys. That, it's always a blast. Always a blast. And uh, we wish you all the best of luck in the uh, the upcoming launches of all of your new uh, fantasy leagues and everything you're doing over there at the Fantasy RPG uh, Network. Um, and we invite everyone to come back uh, with us next week as we continue our four-part series where we break down the 2022 season with a couple other individuals and we do their divisional breakdown predictions uh, with review. So next week we've invited Josh, a.k.a. The Multi-Beast, and Juan, a.k.a. One, Two, Tree, to join us on the show. We'll see if we can uh, fit them in or they can fit us into their busy schedules. And you know what, folks? It's been a lot of fun. I enjoy this time. It is the off-season. There's going to be... A lot of speculation. There's going to be a lot of downtime as we gear up for the Super Bowl. And you know what? This is really kind of like when football really begins for some of us because we completely remove the fantasy element and it just becomes pure love for the football. So if your team's in it, great. Congratulations. Enjoy that. If your team is not, no worries. They'll get there one day, right? Go Detroit. Yes. That's right. Go live. Um, so, you know, and, and, and to, to add just one more thing on to what you were saying, Mike, about, yep. you know, this is kind of the beginning. Yesterday, I got my email from, I think it was ESPN or, or one of those, the sports thing. Here's the first mock draft. I'm like, oh, college, the college season just ended on Monday and the, the mock draft is already out. So I, I guess start doing the homework. Start mm -hmm. doing the homework, boys. Yeah. <laughs> Corey, did you have something there to add? Oh, uh, no. Uh, I guess I will, though, if you if you ask. I, I will just say look out for these running backs coming into this draft, guys. There's going to be more running backs taken uh, yeah. in the first four rounds of this year's draft than there has been in a decade. Great, because I need a couple to, to fill in my roster, so <laughs> I, I'm not going to foolishly spend my draft picks. Uh, I will, I will, I will target deliberately on specific players. Uh, I, I think it's going to be the year, of the, back. the year of the running back. You know what? Uh, we need that. We need a resurgence. Um, yeah. I also hope these particular quarterbacks can live up because I think our quarterback talent pool is drying up, and uh, we're not. Well, you might be uh, waiting another year on that or so. Oh, you don't, you don't think these guys are going to live up? I don't think C.J. Stroud stupid Ohio state is going to, uh, is going to live up, but you know, Bryce young, you don't think he's going to, uh, I think he will be, uh, 
I think teams will go grab him too early because he has the uh, Alabama helmet. But uh, and I think if if, if for right. any if anything, he's a couple of years out. I think he's going to be like a Trevor Lawrence. He's going to get thrown into the to the the Lions den. Might not do anything the first year. Maybe not do anything this, the second year. But then when he figures out the game and the game slows down for him, he'll he'll do okay. Oh yeah, I think he'll be a fantastic backup. <laughs> oh, burn. A fantastic backup. All right. Well, that's it for us this week, folks. Uh, thank you for joining us. Uh, if you listen or subscribe to this podcast, we appreciate that. Leave us a review. Tell a friend. Tell a family member. Uh, hit us up on Facebook and Twitter. You can find us at uh, Poor Man Football. That's all one word. And that's it for us. Uh, from one poor man to another, remember, if it's not fun, it is not worth doing. Good night, everybody. Have a great week. Thank you.